From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hey guys, welcome back to another new episode. Um, hopefully everybody has been well. My week was kind of stressful, hmm. but we're not about to bring you down with all of that. And also, in case you have not been listening or you have been listening, then you would know that we have a partnership with Sendwave. So make sure that you, are, you have um, downloaded the app and you could get a $10 or £10 uh, or 10 euros yeah credit for your first transfer Mm -hmm. right Right. and also it's a limited for now it's a limited partnership and this would be the last week or it ends at the end of October more or less so if you haven't done it and you are interested in doing it then you probably want to get started on that um, ASCP also hi (laughs) (laughs) absolutely all right okay but that's fate all right let's get going Mm -hmm. Right. Now, in the news recently, there was a headline making the rounds that was attributed to Samson Ladi Ayeneni, who is the host of uh, a show called Joy News File and also a lawyer. And the headline stated that he said in the new revisions uh, proposed for the uh, PNDC Law 111, which is the interstate succession law, that side chicks and baby mamas will now be entitled <laughs> to uh, claim part of their dead lover's properties. (laughs) So what is interstate succession law? So basically to die interstate means to die either without a will entirely or to die with a portion of your assets um, not covered under a will that is is already existing. And for a scenario such as that, the property that isn't covered under Um, your own will will be subject to the interstate succession law. Now, this law was um, introduced in 1985, and it it goes how you would imagine it would. The main um, inheritors are the children, then followed by a spouse, if alive, and then parents, if alive, and then finally customary law, which refers to um, inheritance, that part of which goes to the extended family. Now, the reason why this was even introduced in the first place is that uh, customary rules and a tradition can be a little blurry and what was happening a lot of the time is that wives and their kids would get thrown out of their mm-hmm. family homes yeah. because some relatives would show up and be like this is our son's <laughs> house or yeah. this is my brother's house mm-hmm. so we are here now so you need to either leave or they'll push you into a one room somewhere with all your kids so it was something that you know the pndc government at the time went out of the way to make sure you know that widows were not maltreated Okay, so back to the issue. Now, by the time the show finally aired, um, Sheila Minka Primu, who is the chairman of the executive council of LAWA, which is the Leadership and Advocacy Women in Ghana group, which from what I understand is a lobby group made up of um, female lawyers in Ghana. She came on the show to clarify that the new bill actually doesn't make any provision for Mm -hmm 
concubines and i had to laugh at the word <laughs> concubines being used in 2021 but she said yes concubines will not benefit in fact from a male lover who dies intestate however children will remain entitled to their inheritance whether born inside or outside a marriage mm-hmm. um and so the next day some Ghanaian blog ran the headline that slay queens are in trouble <laughs> which oh, no Lord. they aren't really um But one thing about the bill that did catch my eye is that she had also said that they had attempted to cover persons who cohabitated with the decedent or the deceased for five years or more. However, it was strongly objected to, so they had to take it out. Now, if you recall on maybe I think two episodes ago or so, I had been talking about um, assisted suicide and I said that, you know, um, in certain countries, if you cohabitate with somebody for a period of time, then you get certain rights. Mm-hmm. E- even if you're not married, legally married, there are some provisions made for you in recognition of your status as not yeah. just a stranger, basically, mm-hmm. legally. So, um, And I thought it was interesting that they pushed so hard uh, against it. She even said that, you know, basically they weren't even going to accept the bill proposal to to even vote on it if that was in there and i'm like which bitter yeah like why bitter why? individuals are in there saying like ah no why, why should you get you know <laughs> like what's what's your problem <laughs> and i think it would have been quite useful yeah, because absolutely, in spite absolutely. of what we say there are quite a few people who sort of just move into their yeah, boyfriend's and, yeah, home or yeah. whatever it is and live together for a long period some of have time. kids yeah, yeah. even and they haven't gone down to the courthouse to sign maybe mm. they've even exchanged drinks or whatever it is maybe they haven't done a tradition like there are different grades of you know connection or whatever Millions, it is yeah. exactly mm-hmm. so i i don't see why you know five uh, five years is a solid amount of time mm-hmm. i i thought it would have been good would have been a good thing to have absolutely mm-hmm. but I anything so that explicitly benefits women more or less <laughs> next <laughs> 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 Okay. All right. right. Okay. So my in the news item is again it's about China screwing over other African countries. Now, one of the smallest um, countries in mainland Africa, Gambia, the Chinese are in there again doing what they do. Now, Gambia has become a global hub for fish meal and fish oil, and most of it is exported to China. And China also happens to be a majority shareholder in aquaculture. Now, uh, the current president of Gambia, Adam Adam Abaro, has a very good relationship with China. And the Chinese ambassador has explicitly said that he would do everything to invest in fisheries and bring more development to Gambia. But of course, how these things usually go, that's not what happens. First of all, the factories are usually wholly owned by Chinese Mm. or they have a majority share in these factories. And... The factories are also given tax privileges or tax cuts. It happens in a lot of African countries. This is not news either. And even the promise of employment for the Gambian people just basically goes to low-skilled labor. Mm -hmm. They're not really people high up there. So basically all the the promises and things go unfulfilled. Of course, the unemployment is not the only problem. There are other problems. One of the problems is that they are not managing their waste properly, so beaches are littered with fish, with rotting fish. And it's become so bad that 
they are driving the stench of the rotting fish rotting fish is driving tourists away so you have the unemployment problem you've got the bad waste management problem you've got the tourism problem and to add to that it so also happens that a lagoon or i think it was a beach or a lagoon in the proximity of one of the of the uh, factories has turned red hmm. like really really red because there are phosphates in it again bad waste management and it also has arsenate in it which is cause which is killing the fish and which is causing skin irritation now of course one of the owners was sued in 2017 but as things would go he ended up or they ended up paying a $25,000 um court settlement which is really really when you nothing, think of it is right? nothing it's absolutely nothing when you're pennies. polluting when you're polluting mm-hmm. the environment it's absolutely not not right and of course activists are trying to pressure the government to make sure that this does not happen but it's falling on deaf ears and no one is really thinking about the future so to speak now fishermen obviously are unable to cope with or they're unable to compete with these large trawlers so the fishermen for who for who depend on the livelihood or, or who depend who for who fish is their livelihood so to speak cannot fish anymore and for Gambians who rely on fish to be their main source of protein, it becomes it becomes an issue. They mm-hmm. can't get pro, they can't get fish. The fish becomes expensive because they can't actually have access to it, and it's a whole mess. It's really again, time and time again, these stories about Chinese companies coming to Africa, coming to loot all sorts of things, and then we sitting back and hoping that the little bit of development that they do is good enough to counter whatever mm-hmm. they are doing here. And not even sitting back, colluding, colluding. Yeah, colluding That's my to, thing. Yeah, we, yeah. Every time we sign a deal, it's like, who signed this deal? Why would you sign such a lopsided deal? Why would you not even enforce the few things you did demand in there? Why? You, you know, even here we had some like local content law. Mm. Like I said on the, a couple of episodes ago, China understand the assignment when it comes to Them. themselves. Yeah. They've looked ahead. They've done their 50 year projections, whatever, 100 year projections. They're like, look, we have a billion people in our country. Mm. They'll need to eat. They'll need fish. They'll need goods and services. They'll need uh, energy sources, whatever. So they are out looking for how to secure their bag, if you will, on a national level into the future. Why are we sitting here doing what exactly? Mm -hmm. Helping them. Uh, pollute our environment, mm-hmm, yeah. helping them get out of paying fines and and reper- facing repercussions for not not upholding their ends of the bargains, yeah. all for some some small stupid mm-hmm. money. So when they come and then they trawl all the fish in, in the seabed along the coast of Gambia in fifty years, what, where's your fish what industry are, then? Yeah, where, yes. where is it then? You, what are they really going to do? Sit here and so allow- whoever it was, whichever big man in there that went and finagled and made sure they dropped the lawsuit or brought it down, twenty. What is what is going on in their mind there? It's self interest because you it's know. obviously benefiting from it because there's no way he will think about his country as a whole and think that's okay. He's benefiting from it because somehow. if you. Live if, if you're Gambian and you have children or grandchildren or whatever, are you saying that you can't you can't recognize the fact that your grandkids won't be able to eat fish? He doesn't care. They don't care. They don't care. They're thinking about themselves. And they probably have the means to send their children or out they, of the country. Or by then yeah. they expect that they'll be living in Dubai. Exactly. So it won't even matter. It like, what is this? It it's at this point, as I've been saying, that 
It's one thing to be like China this, China that. China are going to do what China are going to do. What about it's up us? To us to it is our country. Place. It is our country. So we have to fight for it and prevent. It's like how many rounds of colonialism do we need before we recognize the game for what it is? I don't get it. It's I don't upsetting. Get it. Um, unfortunately, it's there are too many stories we've talked about this. On here there was one on the donkeys. Yes, there, there's so many stories. Zambia, the, the airports. airports. <sighs> Every day is something. something. It's and we, it's like we're just playing. We're mm. playing. And it's it'll be too late. Generally. Very soon. Very soon. You know, we won't do some of these things are irreversible. And we're just sitting here acting like I don't know what. Honestly, it's too frustrating it's for too much. Too I much. mean, we have to sit up, really. Anyway, so yeah, so that's my news. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's move on. Okay, my book is upside down. I'm giving you a George Bush the first energies right now. Okay, so on to Songs of the Week, where I have three. Uh, the first song is called Slow Down, and it's by a group called Van Jess. And oh, fe- Van yeah, Jess. You know yeah, I know that. And yeah. features Lucky Day, who we've talked about oh, on here. Yes. Lucky Day is on here as well. Oh, songs of the week, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Van Jess are an R&B duo made up of a Nigerian-American sisters, Ivana and Jessica Nokike. Uh, they began their career on YouTube, actually, yes. which is where I know them yeah, from. Yeah, that's where I know mm-hmm. them from as well. Yeah. Uh, performing covers and medleys of popular songs. Uh, so they apparently lived in Nigeria until they were 8 and 10, respectively. And then they moved to California. They both attended performing arts school and performed as a duo in various talent competitions. And also, again, uploaded their music to uh, YouTube. And so after their cover of Drake's Headlines, which was a mashup with Frank Ocean's Thinking About Forever went viral, they decided to take music more seriously and do it full time. So they hired a manager and started recording music. Um, So they re-released their debut EP, um, Zero Zero to to Escape in 2015. And after that, they signed to RCA in 2018 and released their debut album, which is called Silk Canvas in 2018. Um, so they released the second EP, Homegrown, in 2021, and Slow Down is uh, one of the tracks on that EP, and again features Lucky Day. And um, Lucky Day, who Eddie will talk about, is a singer-songwriter <laughs> from New Orleans. And so, yeah, the song has, it samples, um, what song is that? Anyway, when you hear it, there's a trumpet sample. It's from like a 90s um, hip-hop song, but it's flipping my mind right now. But of course, their melodies are amazing. They're gorgeous girls. I love their music. And so, yeah, check that out. Slow Down, Vanjas featuring Lucky Day. All right, so my second song is called About Her, and it's by a producer called FaZe. Now, I always say that I don't like electronic music, and that's actually a lie, because (laughs) there's a lot of electronic um, music groups that I actually like, like Disclosure. Mm -hmm. I've talked about Kei Tranada on here before. There's Daft Punk, who I'm, I, I love, love, yes, love, love. Yes. I was so upset when they disbanded. And in fact, my friend told me, calm down, like it's not even that deep. <laughs> I was distraught, literally. So FaZe, again, is a he's a French producer from Lyon. His name is Adam Pro, And he's also part of a production duo called Almeria. And um, he musical from a young age, as they often are, played piano. And, you know, he got introduced to more genres, which he said informed his music style. Um, he was one of the people that came to prominence from after uploading his music to SoundCloud in the mm. 2010s. And um, 
After that, he's actually known for his collaborations with a lot of uh, French rappers, including Oral San, uh, Jordi, Oxmo Puccino, if you know who, if you know the French rap, you know who those are. And he has at least two EPs and about three albums. And About Her was released in 2016, and it's on a compilation called Majestic Sounds. And actually, it samples... Um, why can't I remember his name now? Mm-hmm. The one real thing, that guy. Why am I drawing a black coffee in the morning? I just want to... Miguel. Like oh, Miguel. Oh, the hell. Miguel. Miguel. It actually samples Miguel in there. Like, very <coughs> subtle. You may not... you Unless you really, really know, a, mm-hmm. you might not know it's him. And it's it's like a... Go- this is more... It's electro, but it's R&B electro. Okay. And honestly, I'm obsessed with this song. So check mm-hmm. it out. About Her by Faze. And my third song is called Feelings and is by Ladipo featuring mm-hmm. Buju. And Eddie yeah, had okay. mentioned uh, Ladipo, I think, last week. Yes. So I'm, and I had said that I have a song of his that I'm gonna feature. So I'm like, let me go ahead and do it now. <laughs> uh, so Ladipo Esso is a Nigerian singer, songwriter, and rapper. He was born and raised in Lagos. Signed to Maven in 2017. Uh, prior to that, he was known for his collaborations with Showdem Camp, which Eddie said also, and he's a member of the Collective, which Eddie has mentioned. <laughs> Um, he went to UNC Pembroke, so that's University of North Carolina, and he majored in biology and chemistry, and we always love to see it, because I'm tired of these dumb rappers out here, so <laughs> it's good when they're educated. And um, he released an album in 2019 called Talk About Poe. He was also nominated uh, for a Heady Awards in 2019, which is a main award show in Nigeria. And then he released um, Feelings in 2021. And uh, it's a dope song yeah. and then of course it features Buju whose name is Daniel Benson and who used to be signed to Burner Boys uh, Spaceship Records but left recently and I think there's a bit of drama there but I didn't go into all that so yeah those are my three songs this week Slow Down by Van Jess featuring Lucky Day About Her by Faze and Feelings by Ladipo featuring Buju. Beautiful. So I've got three songs for you as well. Yay, Mm. do it. (laughs) (laughs) And the first song is a song called Toroka and it's by Christian Courier and it features Alex Isley. Now, Christian Kuro was born um, and raised in San Francisco, and he's a hip-hop and R&B guitarist. Um, He first started doing covers before he actually started doing his own music. And in the late 2000, in late 2019, he supported Cautious Clay in the U.S. tour. Peaches have talked about Cautious Clay before. And he comes from a musical family, so they've got writers, pianists, song, um, full-time musicians. He's really coming from a musical background. And he describes his music as alternative R&B. And he says his biggest, or one of his biggest influences is John Mayer, hmm. mainly because of the guitars. But he also loves Marvin Gaye and Ray Charles. Now, on Toroka, he teams up, like I said, with Alex Isley. And if the name sounds familiar, yes, she's the daughter of American uh, singer Annie Isley from the Isley Brothers. Mm. And the song Toroka is an ode or a nod to Christian's Kenyan heritage. And it basically means uh, runaway or escape in Swahili. And the song is basically talking about escaping trouble despite knowing that uh, confrontation is out there. And it's a really beautiful song made by two very beautiful, talented people. 
My second song is from Musa. We've talked about Musa on here before. I talked about Ngivumele, I believe. Mm. But this song is called Mtande. And Musa Sukwene is a South African singer. He won the ninth season of um, South African Idol in 2013. And the song Mtande, from what I gather, is, is basically it's a love song. Mm. <laughs> and the lyrics, part of the lyrics are love her, love her. Love her, love your love, compliment her, compliment your lover. And it's a really beautiful love song. I like South African songs. Like yes, they really you do. <laughs> yeah, they really, they really, they really speak to me. And now we're on to the third song. Now, what would I be if I didn't come on two pesos on any season and talk about Adekule? Ah, here we go. Finally, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. You have arrived. You have finally arrived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the third song is uh, Sina by Adekunle Kool. And I love and that it, song. Oh, it's beautiful. I love that I like song. the beginning, the way the beginning just goes. Oh, and it features Lucky Day. Now, uh, we've talked about Adekunle Gold. I'm not going to go into that again. You're going to get bored of me, and we don't want that. So I'm going to talk a bit about Lucky Day. His full name is David de Brandon Brown. He's born in 1985. And apparently, he was raised in a cult where secular music was not allowed. So okay. that's interesting. First of all, I thought he was Nigerian for the longest That's time, and he's too. really not. No, I, until <laughs> I started him by force. No. I'm like, this boy ain't even. <laughs> I really thought so as well. So I was wondering even whether Lucky Day is pronounced yes, Lucky Day. Die or something. <laughs> anyway, so he was also on American Idol season four. Yes, yeah. but he didn't make it that far. But he's oh, he also happens to have written songs for Mary J. Blige, mm-hmm. Heat Sweat, Ella May, and Boys to Men. And he's also received four nominations for Grammys in 2019. His debut album is, was called Painted, and he has another EP out called Table for Two, which came out this year. So, as usual, beautiful song, anything Adekunle Gurule does for oh, me, yes. it's, you know, it's heaven for me. And that's a, a, a Sina Adekunle Gold and Lucky D. So, three songs from me Christian Kuria featuring Alex Isley with Toroka. Uh, Musa with Mtande and then Adekule Gold featuring Lucky Day with Sina. Wonderful. <laughs> All right. So before we continue on with the show, I just wanted to let you know about a wonderful opportunity that we have for our listeners. Thanks to our partners at Sendwave. So Sendwave is an app that allows you to quickly and conveniently send money from the US, the UK and parts of EU to Ghana and also other African countries. It's completely free to use and very secure. And I know this because I have received money through Sendwave myself. With Sendwave, you can send mobile money to networks as well as directly to bank accounts and still at no cost. Just search for Sendwave in the Google Play Store or the App Store. And when you see a penguin waving, you know you're on the right track. Once you download it, it takes only five minutes to set up and start sending. No matter how much or little you send, it's always free. Sounds great, right? Well, it gets even better. For the month of October, when you use our promo code to PESWAS, you'll get either $10, £10, or €10, Euros, depending on your location, towards your first transfer. And who doesn't like free money? All the information you need will be in the description box, as well as a link to a video of us walking you through the setup process. And now back to the show. Now let's move on to the what the F for this week. Okay, so... While we weren't paying attention, Jesus apparently already came back. 
So I guess we're basically the leftovers, the cho- unchosen, <laughs> the, the left the behind. Ones. <laughs> also, shout out to Leftovers. There's a show on HBO. It mm. used to run really intense, but really good as well. Mm. Okay, so um, in 2019, pictures and videos went viral of a barefoot Jesus dancing in the streets, um, speaking at a revival, and being driven through the streets waving. Um, in, to the people of Kisarian, which is a town um, about an hour outside of Kenya. Ugh. So a huge mob had, was following this man. You know, like how when the Pope comes mm. and he's in the Pope mobile. Mm. And I'm just, okay. Following him and it caused a stir. And uh, the video, the videos were so bizarre and surreal that everyone was like, what the hell is going on? Like, who is this? What's happening? <laughs> So it was later revealed that this man's name is Michael Job. Um, he's an actor and, and an evangelist now at uh, Jesus Loves You Ministries. And he was in Kenya at the invitation of uh, a Christian crusade mm-hmm. where he was a guest speaker. So he's from Orlando, Florida. And apparently he plays Jesus in the Holy oh. Land theme park there, which I didn't know there was a Holy Land I didn't theme know park. Mm-hmm. Like what? Um, and so after the crusade happened, um, some reports that are unsub- unsubstantiated, so just saying that, came out that he'd been deported, actually, and the pastors who invited him got arrested because mm. they were taking money from Kenyan people, um, promising that Jesus will perform miracles for them and or secure them seats in heaven. So you pay and they write your name. You. Um, so again, like, are we really that gullible? Like you should have yeah, seen yeah, yeah. how people are chasing after. Like, obviously it's not really Jesus. Like we have, this is something that, but then it, it did occur to me because there's this whole thing that people are like, well, if Jesus actually did come back, hmm. would we pay him any money? Because what would he do? He'd just be like, hello, I'm Jesus. He would be like, boy, bye. Yeah, like, you, <laughs> nice try. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, there's miracles, right? He would have to do something. Something mm, for you to believe that. But I know, having been on Twitter and left, that people would be like, Abba, this is Photoshop. Do you know how easy <laughs> you know, it is you know? to use your phone to make video Absolutely. edits? Go on TikTok. Can't you see everybody is editing? Mm. So it would probably be quite difficult for actual Jesus to come and convince people. Unless he's like, okay, I just snapped the sun away. Now what? Can't do that easily. <laughs> but, you know, so after that, I checked this Michael's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um he had quit his job at Holy Land Theme Park and is now full-time evangelizing, which he wasn't doing until we invited him oh, here. No. And at the time I checked, he was in Tanzania now, Dar es Salaam, again at the invitation of another Christian crusade. Why? And he was on, he was actually in the studio on some radio station promoting the event. Uh, but this time he wasn't dressed up as Jesus. Last time he was actually dressed in the white robe like Jesus. I'm like, so uh, this man has seen a wonderful, opportunity. easy opportunity. Yes, to come and He's people. like, look, I'm not going to pretend play Jesus. Maybe they give me $30,000 a mm-hmm. year. This one, I come, maybe charge them 10000 a pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they pay. pay. Yeah. And then on the side, I'd be taking some consultation monies yeah. for, you know, your heaven securing whatever. I mean, why? You think he can do that over there? He knows where to exactly. do that. Exactly. He knows, get, he yeah. knows. Yeah, who's yeah, gonna yeah. fall for this nonsense Absolutely. like 
It is ridiculous. So anyway, that's my what the F this week. Jesus is Jesus roaming is around in East, <laughs> East Africa. So if you want to meet him, better go. head on down there. <laughs> Great one. Okay. So my what the F, uh, scientists want to bring back the woolly mammoth. Ah, I saw so, that. Oh, he did it. Mm. So a number of uh, geneticists led by Harvard, George, Church want to bring back the woolly mammoth. Now, the woolly mammoth roamed the earth some 4,000 years ago and then became extinct. Now, having received a $15 million investment, Ultim also that the project was actually going to come to life. Now, you would think they would do something better with the money, right? Why wouldn't they do something <laughs> else with the money? Well, According to proponents, they're saying that uh, bringing the mammoth back and not in its original form, by the way, could help resolve or restore the Arctic tundra ecosystem, but also combat climate crisis, hmm. so to say, and preserve the endangered Asian elephant. And the company hoping to do it, do it is called Colossal. And they're not making a clone, but they're making a hybrid. So a mammophant. And so they're taking some DNA from the frozen mammoth species and then combining that with the Asian elephant. Now, the climate change argument is that mammoths used to scrape away layers of snow so that cold air could reach the soil to maintain permafrost. Mm. And once they became extinct, the snow accumulated. And then because it had insulating properties, the permafrost now got warm and started releasing greenhouse gases. So they stated that the mammoths or the mammophants, to be more specific, could reverse that trend. Now, the counter is that people are saying that there's absolutely no evidence <laughs> that this will even reverse a trend and it could actually be more harmful. Now, my question is, how, how long are you going to wait to do that to actually get those mammophants on the earth? How many of them are you going mm. to produce? And by that time, aren't we all dead? Yes, long like, dead. Right? Because like, this is I'm so ridiculous. Sure, I presume they can't do more than one at a go. Exactly. Given the size of the woolly, ma- you right. know, the mammoth and everything. And my whole thing is just because you can doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you, you should. should. This is how we got Jurassic Park. We've all seen these movies. Like, I don't understand. It's Did you watch Jurassic Park? One, no. two, three, four, five? Mm-mm. It's not gonna work. Like, Mm-mm. you are going... For, at best case scenario, this poor hybrid funny creature will die, you know, a miserable death, death yeah. from some strange genetic Disease, disorder. Yeah, because things have changed now. Exactly. I mean, and again, they're not, as they said themselves, it's not a mammoth. It's a mammoth, mammoth, mammoth fund, which doesn't exist and nobody asks for it. And sometimes you should just let evolution do its thing yeah. and not interrupt the process with your stupid combinations. Mm-hmm. And again, wouldn't that $15 million just be better? Do something, yeah, do something Put better towards with, preserving the ice for all, in some other way like you can't find i i don't know people like to play god a lot too much it and just, it's, you know. it's not necessary i just feel like it was absolutely not necessary <laughs> considering the thing considering the fact that you might actually need hundreds or thousands exactly of these- to have the effect you know how large the northern tundra is you're gonna put five elephants there like do your thing what are they going and then to? they'll probably die of starvation <laughs> and there's no guarantee that it will work come on now let's just say you want to make an elephant don't come up with silly <laughs> you know mambo fans things <laughs> So that's my what the <laughs> what the f today. I just found it really ridiculous. Oh, Come on, is. people are suffering. Fifty million dollars is a lot of money. Hmm. Ugh. All right. <laughs> so my two pesos this week is a complete, I guess, swear from the kind of stuff I typically talk about. Hmm. I thought I would introduce some healthcare and beauty related I stuff. Love it. 
So my two pesos this week is on skincare acids. Now, some of you can tune out. Um, I'm sure the guys are like, ah, oh, please. But you also need to look after your skin. So I would listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in the last couple of years, beauty trends have shifted um, away from sort of a heavy foundation base to putting a lot more emphasis on the skin that is under the makeup that you're going to wear. So a lot of brands now have released skincare lines. We have affordable skincare options now from companies like The Ordinary. You have Good Molecules. You have Inky List. And every day a new uh, brand is coming out with a skincare line. Mm -hmm. And so they're more popular than ever. However, they can be extremely confusing and daunting to make heads or tails of. So when I also got into skincare outside of just putting cream on my face and calling mm -hmm. it a day, um, one of the things that was a bit confusing to me was skincare acids. Um, what, which is which, because the name, mm. the acid, word acid alone is already like intimidating, mm. right? So that's why I decided for anyone out there who wants to get into skincare acids and doesn't know where to begin, this is a very short, um, I guess, cheat sheet, if mm. you will. Nice. Okay. So, um, there, may, there are three main types of acids. You have AHAs, BHAs, and then like another group, uh, broad group of acids. Now... The main property that all, so AHA stands for alpha hydroxy acid, and then BHA is beta hydroxy acid. Um, now the main um, property that all hydroxy acids share is that they're chemical ex exfoliants, mm -hmm. right? So they penetrate the skin, they loosen dead skin cells, and that reduces pigmentation, that reduces excess oil and bacteria, so you get fewer blemishes, um, your skin is smoother, your texture is better, and it also eliminates or reduces fine lines, right? So alpha hydroxy acids are acids that are primarily found in nature and mostly in foods, right? So um, alpha hydroxy acids, again, like all hydroxy acids, break down skin cells, dead skin cells, and the special characteristics, because there are differences, of alpha hydroxy acids is that they are hydrophilic. So what that means is they attract water and they're water soluble. So that makes them a great option if you have dry skin or sensitive skin because they only sort of go on the surface level of the skin but still have a wonderful effect for you. Okay, so popular AHAs are glycolic acid that's one you hear about a lot if you're mm. in skincare that's derived from sugarcane you have azelaic acid that's found in wheat barley and rye you have lactic acid which is from milk that's some people actually do milk facials mm. you have citric acid this is a common one that's found in citrus fruits so you have lemon extract orange pineapple is also good to put on your face you have malic acid that comes from apples you have tartaric acid that comes from grapes. And then you have kojic acid. That's very common in like Eastern mm -hmm. uh, beauty stuff. That's from rice um, and all, on and on and on. So again, some AHAs are better for cer certain things than others. For example, citric acid is very good for brightening your skin. So vitamin C, like a lot of these slay queens always selling some fake vitamin <laughs> C pills or whatever it is. The idea is that it's supposed to brighten your complexion, not bleach now, which is what they, they mm. seem to be doing, but just brightening. 
And then glycolic acid is very good if you have acne scars or blemishes. And then lactic acid is a good and gentle all-rounder. So if you want to pick one, you probably pick an a lactic acid. If you just want an entry level, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. to start off with. Now, all um, HAs, BHAs, any acids are always available in different strengths. So you can have 2%, 5, 10, 12, 15, on and on. So usually if you're starting out with acids, you want to start out at the lowest percentage just to see how you, and you want to patch test as well, just to see how your skin is going to react. If it's drying, if you get irritation, you probably should stop. So that's AHAs. Now we have BHAs, which as I said, are beta hydroxy acids. Now the main BHA that you will find in skincare is salicylic acid. And this is derived from willow bark, wintergreen, sweet birch, but also has been synthesized as aspirin. So if you Mm -hmm. just buy regular aspirin and crush it, which some people do, Mm -hmm. do a mask with that, it's supposed to be, have some, you know, effect on your skin. So the difference between AHAs and BHAs now is BHAs are lipophilic as opposed to hydrophilic, right? And that means they're attracted to oil and they're oil soluble. So that means they're able to penetrate deeper into the skin than AHAs and they're able to like work on the sebum um, in your skin layer and they provide deeper exfoliation and again they're also stronger so if you're you have acne prone skin uh, salicylic acid is usually very very good and is in a lot of skincare um, which is mm. for acne prone blemish prone skin um, however if you have dry or sensitive skin Um, it's probably not advisable to use as heavy salicylic acid because it can be very drying again because it literally does strip the oil out of your skin layer and of course any acid you're using on your skin it's advised that you use sunscreen because again obviously it's eating away which sounds dramatic but it is eating away layers of of your skin skin to so that you can regenerate new and i guess improved ones all right Also, you're typically advised against combining too many of your acids together because Mm -hmm. you might create a super acid, which is going to like mess you up. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then finally, we have the other category of um, acids, and these are non exfoliant acids. So that's why it's a bit confusing. Mm -hmm. Some acids are exfoliants, the HAs, BHAs, some are called acids, but they don't do any exfoliating Mm -hmm. either. Now, the main one is hyaluronic acid, which Mm -hmm. is a wonderful, wonderful skincare product and is in everything even Mm, hair care and whatnot. So um, while it's called an acid, it has no exfoliating properties at all. It's actually a sugar molecule and it occurs naturally in the skin. And what it is, it's a very, very powerful humectant so that it attracts water and it holds, so it binds water to the collagen in your skin. So it traps moisture in your skin or in your hair, if you use it in your hair, and it it leaves you with a plumped, hydrated looking um, skin. Um, So you can actually mix hyaluronic acid with anything. In fact, they usually do, especially like a salicylic acid, it will counter some of the drying effects Mm. of some of these acids and restore moisture to the skin. And um, it is very good for you. So, that's my two oh, pesos yeah. this week. Oh, I hope lovely. it wasn't even more confusing. <laughs> Try to break it down. So, so beauty no. tips for HAs, you. <laughs> BHAs, and then you have your hyaluronic acid, which mm. you can throw in everything right now. Okay, that's oh, it. Brilliant, brilliant. Some education for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my two pesos today is going to be on ableism and how we can do so much better. 
So in a bit to truly improve our improve ourselves we need to take note of some of the things we say i'm i'm definitely guilty of 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 saying some things which probably should not be said right like we all do it uh, ableism basically is a form of prejudice that views people with a disability as abnormal or anything that allows for systemic and individual discrimination against people who are disabled now because that, because a lot of these terms and expressions have become mainstream i don't think we realize how harmful they mm. are and it's, it's it's unfortunate there are about 1 billion people worldwide who are suffering or who have a disability so that is something to take note of and there seems to be a collective sense that when people are using this language they're they're equating that to being sort of less or sort of other and that's not really mm. that's not really fair now ableism has very long tentacles we just need sometimes to look around to see now imagine that I, let's use a wheelchair, for example. Imagine that I'm in a wheelchair and I need to get to, let's say I need to get to that pram or um, either I need to take either a trotro, a bus or a car. How, How are you yeah. going to do that? There's no provision mm-hmm. for my wheelchair for me to be able to get from A to B. And you don't even have to look at the car too far. Just look at outside of your house. Mm-hmm. Look at the, the road. Yeah, the, yep. yeah, look at the road you're taking. Before you even get to your car, you're already over it. Another example, you go to the hospital or you go to the clinic, how many times is there adequate provision for a wheelchair to roll up? Or let's say or some disabled parking. parking yeah. Or somebody who is deaf and can't communicate. Is that an option mm. for somebody who, who knows sign language? Half of the time, or even let's say 90% of the time, it's not there, right? Yet another example is websites. Say I'm visually impaired and there's a, there's a photo on the website and I can't see it. Now, Google will penalize you for this, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. You should be able to la- adequately label your images so that when somebody who's visually impaired comes across it, it reads it to that person and the person knows what your image is about. Now, so you realize that ableism is not just physical or mental, there's structural, there's internalized, there's even ableism between people who are disabled mm. that also exists. There's also benevolent a- ableism where people will treat you like an infant, even though you're an adult, just because you are a person with a disability. So not too long ago, there was a call for banning plastic straws. What people refused or what people failed to realize was that a lot of people who have a disability are not able to use your regular cups. And for them, plastic straws are the only option. And you might think that they can use like paper metal. straws or mm. metal glass. Those things are not an option because of choking hazards, because of they're not just suited for people mm. who might have a disability. So in some of these things, you have to consider people as a whole, not just one group of people, just not people who are, who are able-bodied, so mm-hmm. to speak. You need to consider other people. Now, what are some of these things that we say? Turn a blind eye. Hmm. That was a lame attempt. Mm. You're crazy. I use this a lot. I say crazy all the time. I know I, I, it's it's fall on deaf ears. I even think I mentioned it in my in the news. Hmm. I said fall on deaf ears, or somebody is doing something they can't find. You say are you blind, or you're telling somebody something. You say are you deaf? Like I said, I'm definitely guilty of using this some of these words, but I think it's just a conscious effort to mm-hmm. unlearn some of these things that we're doing. They are harmful. They might not seem harmful to you, but they are harmful to people 
who have a disability. So let's 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 learn to unlearn, right? So that's, that's wonderful, yeah, wonderful, yes. especially around here where you know traditionally, if you have a certain sort of disability, they just yeah, they hide just you away, yeah. hoping that you know never you're never seen because it's shame. There's mm, nothing shameful, shameful about, about it. it in the first place. At least I know there's a school for the blind mm. and we have a school for the deaf, deaf but yeah. there can definitely be more done and mm. just even if it's just stop staring at people, people who yeah, are like we're very right. insensitive you know um you know and this i just want to free plug an mm-hmm. app that mm-hmm. i use okay. it's called be my eyes oh okay and it gives um blind or visually impaired people the opportunity to call somebody to ask them a to question and I use it all the time. And I've gotten a few calls from Ghana, actually. Oh, that's I'm, great. It, it, it will ring the closest person. And they'll ask, you know, am I, what current, what am I holding? Is it oh, five CDs? Or is this shirt blue or red or something like that? Can you tell me which is which? And it's just, just a very, very small thing. Oh, that's great. But it actually makes a difference in somebody's day. So mm-hmm. if you, you know, you can check that out or some other yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, app yeah. like that. Or find some way to help out. Mm, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be that. For me, that's a convenient thing I can do anytime. Time, yeah. But find something else. I actually wanted to learn sign language. Mm. I learned the British sign language mm. alphabet only. Mm. But I would love to learn sign language or to find a way to integrate... I guess to make people with disabilities not feel so mm-hmm. alien, yeah. really, because they're not. And mm-hmm. what I also wanted to add was that sometimes we're really just a step away or a trip away yeah. or whatever away from being becoming people uh, with a disability. Because you hear right? the stories and it it's can like, happen easily. I dove into a pool and I hit my. That was that. It. It's not like it's some curse or you did no, something bad no. or I got into an accident. Things that every day, like the things we do every day, I slipped down the stairs. Or I had whatever. a heart attack and mm-hmm. then, you know, it, it, it could happen to any of us. And that shouldn't be the reason why you should be, let's say, you should, you should advocate for people who are disabled but then it could happen to you yeah yeah you know it's 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 something to think about definitely also i watched this sorry i'm no, such no, a rude no, no i watched the parallel you know i as i said i'm obsessed with yes, the, olympics. the olympics i also watched the paralympics mm. and honestly like those most of those people are 10 times more able mm. than i am like you we reduce like she said we infantilize yeah, or infantilize um, disabled people when they're out here being utter badasses mm-hmm. like the Paralympics alone will change your perspective of what it means to be disabled yeah. you yeah. know and to understand that you should respect them as equal the yes, same equal. As, yeah they're the same this, you know in, in some cases better because yeah. some of the things that the Paralympians are doing I couldn't and there's nothing wrong with me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so one last thing I wanted to add um, about local languages. If you know of any sort of words that are used in local languages as well that are sort of ableist, I would like to know. Mm, or just like you know, mm. how we deal with that in our local language. It would be really, really interesting. So do that. If you want to do that, please send us a message on Instagram or tweet at us or send us a Facebook message. I'd really love also, to. Also, if you do know about sign language, I, I'm curious as to know what kind of sign language Ghana uses. Because yeah. every country know, yeah. has, you know, British Sign Language and American Sign They're Language different. are mm. quite different in some fundamental ways. So I'm quite curious as to how, you know, the deaf, the hard of hearing in Ghana mm. are actually communicating or whether what we learn here can only be used in mm. Ghana or yeah, they can interesting to know. travel and still communicate with other people <laughs> and so on and so forth. So if you know about it, please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. That's it. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
If you enjoy the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description.